You know, someone recently asked me about all that's going on with the temperature checking and masks and all of our shutdown here in our state. If these were somehow signs of the times, and believe it or not, there's a lot of things in scripture that describe the very moment that you and I are living. We're actually living in one of the most interesting times in our history. And so they asked Jesus these very questions, you know, what are the signs of the times? And he addressed this question by answering and saying over in Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, he says that one of these signs are that many will stop following him and fall away and they will betray one another and hate each other. He continues in verse 12 saying that one of the signs of the end times would be that there would be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that, and that those whose hearts that once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. In other words, people's passion for God will grow and wax cold. These are one of the signs of the end times. And so it's important that you and I understand where we are at. And in fact, when it comes to a temperature check, the entire book of Revelation is the very theme of the book of Revelation. The end times is a spiritual temperature check upon our lives. And in fact, in Revelations chapter 3, verse 15 here, Jesus is talking and writing a letter to one of the churches. He says, I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. Notice the temperature check language here. You're neither cold or hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. It's interesting that Jesus used this terminology because when it comes to this term lukewarm, he mentions because you're lukewarm, you're not hot, you're not cold, but you're like in this middle lukewarm state. You know, the food industry understands this terminology to be one of the most dangerous uh, places to be in when it comes to food itself. In fact, when it comes to the kitchen, food needs to be either frozen cold to be preserved or it needs to be boiling hot. But if it's between, you know, 140 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit, it's called the danger zone. You could Google that yourself. And when food is left out for two hours in this particular danger zone, all of a sudden bacteria begins to build up. In fact, salmonella and different things begin to, you know, crop up and build up. And it's very dangerous for you and I to eat food when it's been left out at this particular lukewarm state temperature. So what happens is that, you know, the obvious is you begin to eat food that's been left out. You can get sick. You can get stomach flu. Uh, you either will vomit, as Jesus said, he would vomit you, right? And so what happens is that you either get the Hershey squirts, right? Or you vomit, you have a bad, you know, tummy ache, you're not feeling good. It's not a good thing. It's not a pretty picture, right? And so God here, Jesus is saying that, man, if you're in this state, you're going to be vomited. And so I want to just jump into this because this lukewarmness, as Pastor Jen mentioned last week, did an incredible job explaining the definition of being lukewarm. It's really an indifference. It's like, basically, you don't care. You don't care what's happening in your life. You don't care about what's happening in and around you. You're basically selfish. And Jesus talked about this. Paul talked about this also, that people in the end times would focus on just pleasure, would focus on themselves. And a lot of people would take this particular scripture of somehow Jesus vomiting you or vomiting me because of our lukewarmness as though we're somehow being disqualified from heaven. No, he's addressing the church. And given that our salvation in the person of Jesus Christ is secure, 
but he's talking about something else that is lost in the process because we're not hot or cold and we'll get that we'll get to that in just a moment but i want to jump into my second point the very first point is that is that guess what lukewarmness is a sign of the times losing our passion for god and being focused on him and who he is in our lives is one of the signs of the end times and it's important that you and i don't fall into that the second thing that begins to happen in lukewarmness is again as bacteria builds into food and it begins to rot food guess what it's the same thing when it comes to our spiritual walk with god it begins to rot our spiritual walk with God. It begins to deviate us from the very things that are important in our lives and the very reason why God created us because God made us to have an impact in people's lives. And so here's one of the scriptures that I want to jump onto into our second point. And it's Paul the Apostle over in Philippians. He's writing to the church at Philippi and he says, I have often told you and now tell you with tears in my eyes that many that many live as the enemies of the cross of Christ. And he's talking to believers, that believers are living as enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ. And how is that the case? He continues and he says, in the end, they will be destroyed. In the end, they're going to miss out. In the end, they're not going to be partakers of all that God is trying to do upon the earth. They're going to miss out. It says, their own emotions are their God. In the King James translation, it says that God is their belly. I never understood that for so many years. I thought it was somehow some type of Buddha or somehow they worshiped some type of statue with a big belly, but that's not the case at all. The original Greek is making reference to the fact that it's people that have made God or their emotions their Lord. Their emotions their God. The word Lord actually means they're to govern. It's people that allow their emotional realm to continually govern and dictate every decision in their life. It's not their spiritual man. You see, when you're passionately pursuing your heavenly father and walking with Jesus, man, it, it's, you're so sensitive to the very things that the Spirit of God is prompting in your heart to do and to live by. So you make decisions from the realm of the Spirit in your heart. But guess what? When you move into the realm of lukewarmness, you begin to move away into what is our second point, making decisions from your emotional realm. And that's what Paul said. If you make your emotions your God, it's going to lead to your destruction because our emotions are not trustworthy. Not that they're bad. God gave us our emotions, but they have a place. And God intended for us as believers to make decisions from our spirit man. And so here... You know, Jesus is addressing the church that many people's love and passion for God, it's going to wax cold. And guess what? It's going to lead them into this place where they're going to make decisions, not based on their spirit, but based on their emotions. And if you begin to live in that way, guess what? Just like food begins to rot and it's no good, it's thrown away, it's dumped into the trash. That's what happens. You know, eventually we begin to lose our influence. We begin to lose our ability to impact. The very calling of God and the very purpose of God upon our lives begins to diminish. At one point, Jesus described this as salt. And how salt has a purpose. But believe it or not, salt can actually get to a place where it loses its flavor, its ability to enrich food, its ability to enrich lives. Hello, God has intended that you and I enrich not just our lives, but the lives of others. God's intended that you and I be conduits of his love and of his power to our generation. And with all that's going on right now, with all that's happening, we have a decision to make. 
We can choose to either be a part of the group of people that are going to be red hot, aglow, on fire for God, passionately pursuing Him and being a conduit of His power and of His life to our generation or be the people that are going to fall away and wax cold in our passion for God and miss out on all that God is trying to do in us and through us by His Spirit. I want to encourage you today because this is vital. We're living in a historic time. We're living in a times where lots of crazy things are happening. And Jesus said, don't give in to the panic. Don't give in to the fear over in Matthew 24. These things must take place. The things that are happening in the government must take place. But we don't have to fall into the fear or into the panic, but we can live in perfect peace. We can tap in to that resource in heaven. At one point, the Apostle Paul was arrested and he said that for preaching the gospel, he was in chains. In fact, Scripture tells us over in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9, it says, And because I preach the good news, this is Paul talking, he says, I am suffering, and I have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. Yes, our state has been shut down. Yes, the, you know, there's businesses that have been shut down. But guess what? It has not shut down our capacity and our ability to have a living relationship with our Heavenly Father. You know, that's what Paul was saying. You can chain me, but you cannot chain the gospel. The government can try to chain us up. Our state can try to chain us down and bound us. But the Word of God and our relationship with God will never be bound. And so this is our moment. This is the time. This is the season for you and I to rise up and be as the scripture says in Romans chapter 12 verse 11. It says that you and I need to be what? It says enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion. Notice it says keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. You see this is about spiritual temperature and checking ourselves. And really finding out where we're at and where we stand with God. If we've maybe given in to society, to the fear, to the panic, to all that's going on in and around us. Maybe somehow we're just not passionate to pursue God and go to church or watch online broadcasting or join groups. Whatever it is, it just seems like your relationship with God is like on a standstill. It's on pause. Jesus said that that would happen during these end times. People would put their relationship with God on pause. That they would be lovers of pleasure more than Him. And so Paul continues and he challenges us to raise our spiritual temperature. And he says, be enthusiastic, serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards Him, red hot boiling, radiate, he says, radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Wow! Man, the Holy Spirit causes you to radiate, causes you to shine, enriches your life. This is the beauty of our relationship with God that despite the negative things that are going on around us, you and I continually have access to living waters in the Spirit that refresh us, that strengthen us, that continually allow us to walk in His perfect peace. I want to challenge you today. To understand that number one, guess what? Losing our passion for God and our spiritual temperature dropping is a sign of the end times. Number two, it begins to move us into making, you know, bad decisions based on our emotions. You know, it moves us into a place where, as Paul said, it'll lead us to our destruction. But number three, I want you to turn around and rise. I want you to be, make a decision for yourself. I want you to make a quality decision during this time, this historic time. 
Because here's the last thing that happens. And I want to be able to close out with this particular scripture. Here Jesus speaking to the church. And he says, but I have this one thing against you. You're doing all these other things right. But this one thing I have against you, he says. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Jesus is talking to us. You've abandoned your passionate love you had with me at the beginning. When you first experienced Jesus, when you first gave your life to God. Man, that joy of your salvation. You're not walking in that passion. And he continues in saying, think about how far you have fallen. Think about how far you have you know, fallen. It says, he says, repent and do the works of love you did at first. Think about that for a moment. This word repent in the original Greek means metanoia. In other words, take on a new mindset. Not just change your thinking. He says take upon a whole new mindset. Watch what's happened in your life. Take a spiritual gauge of your spirituality. Take a temperature check of your spirituality. And check yourself. And notice how far you have fallen. Go back to your first love. The way you were at the beginning. He continues to say, because if you don't, he says, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place of influence if you don't repent. That's an interesting statement. I'll come to you and I'll remove your lampstand. You know, when you study this out in the Greek, this lampstand is what Jesus had talked about in the Gospels. He talked about how we are the light of this world. He talked about how we as a church, as a lampstand, we bring forth and demonstrate the kingdom of heaven on this earth. In other words, he says your lampstand of influence. God has ordained and he's called us and he's placed us in this time in history to make an impact, to influence our generation, to influence our co-workers, our family, our friends, our neighbors, people in and around us. He has ordained that you and I make an impact. But guess what? If we're not passionately pursuing our Heavenly Father and we allow our spiritual temperature to begin to drop into that lukewarmness, guess what? It, it, it's, it be, we become people and individuals of no influence, of no impact. And we miss out on the opportunities of being able to see signs, wonders, and miracles, of being able to see God do amazing things in us and through us. Because God's ordained that you and I be His mouthpiece, that you and I be His hands on this earth, that we would be His feet, that we would be conduits of His love and of His power to this lost and dying generation that is looking for hope. I want to encourage you today to check yourself. And that's not to be condemning, but that's to encourage you, to challenge you, in terms of where you're at, because the grace of God will lift you up. Listen, God is not angry at you. He's not upset at you. On the contrary, He is ever waiting for you. You're His son. You're His daughter. And He wants to love on you. He is relentlessly pursuing you, wanting to embrace you. And there's something supernatural that happens. You see, God is a God that enriches our lives. That's the gospel. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and have it more abundantly. The original Greek says, that He has come to give you quality, lasting life. And if you and I are not experiencing quality, lasting life, we're not experiencing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a tough statement, but I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you because the gospel touches every part of our life. And if you would just begin to draw on Him, begin to seek Him, begin to make it a point and purpose in your heart to seek His face, He said, I will show up. If you ask, 
I will answer. If you knock, I'll open the door. If you seek, you will find. This is the moment. This is the day. This is the hour for us to experience God's highest and God's best in our lives, to be the impact that he's called us to be. So before I let you go, I want to pray with you. And if this is maybe the first time you're watching this broadcast, or maybe you're second, maybe you're third, I want to give you an opportunity to experience the goodness of the Father, to experience the person of Jesus Christ, to make him number one in your life, because there's nothing better, especially during these times where you have a place to go wherever you're at. There's always hope. God's plan for your life has never changed. He's got a good plan, full of life, full of hope, full of favor, full of blessings. If you would dare to just jump into his arms and allow him to lavish you with his love. So I want to pray with you right now. If you would just take a moment to pray with me. And, uh, and I want to give you this opportunity just to go ahead and just pray this with me. Wherever you're at, home, in your car, at work, just say this with me as we pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to experience your love in your life. In spite of whatever might be going on in and around us, Father God, I just thank you that right now I declare you Lord of my life. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life, come into my heart. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your acceptance of me. I thank you for making me your own. Today, I just thank you. I accept you into my heart, and I thank you for you accepting of me and making me your own. Father, I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, second time, maybe the third time, hey, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you connect and build your relationship with God. Hey, so make sure you comment, send us a message, connect with us online, social media. You know, we've got people that are ready to be able to connect with you, pray with you, talk to you, maybe answer some of your questions. And so, so glad you could join us today. And we're excited uh, to see all that God is doing. And we want to hear what God is doing in your life. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and let you go and eat some of these amazing wings here because I am dying of hunger. We love you. Be blessed. We'll see you soon. What a great message from Pastor Isaac as we continue on our series, Temperature Check. Now, if you prayed this morning and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you dedicated your life again, we would like to know it because you did an awesome thing. Yes, you did. And you can let us know about that by texting GC Church to 97000 and someone will get right back to you. We have some more good news. Our Zoom meetups are now happening. So if you are not yet participating in our Zoom groups online, please take an opportunity to find out what's going on and engage in one of our new ways of doing church life together. You can do that by going to generationschurch.tv or using your church center app on your phone. Search the groups section. Make a decision on which group you would like to get involved in. Sign up and participate. We know that you're going to be really glad you did that. Yes. And we're getting ready now for GC Kids Experience. Yes, you can do that with those kids on our YouTube channel or Facebook page, generationschurch.tv. So gather those little ones around and engage with them as they engage with GC Kids Church. And we are Mike and Corky, and we want to say have a blessed week until and, we meet again. Yes, and remember, 
God is, God is good, good all, all the time. time.